Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Pickens Jackson. Are you ready? From the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. You are listening to Mississippi's number one sports talk show, The Out of Bounds Show with Bo Bounds. Streaming worldwide live on the Out of Bounds radio app and on your radio at ESPN 105.9. The Uh Good morning. Welcome in. We are The Out of Bounds Show brought to you by the Amazing Steaks. Bourbon and wine list at Kessler Prime in the Renaissance. Visit KesslerPrime.com to make a reservation. This is 105.9 The Zone ESPN. We had the Ole Miss Rebels and the Southern Miss Golden Eagles tonight at the M Braves Ballpark. Mississippi Braves, baby. Which, by the way, great partner on the show. And they'll get it kicked off April 7th. And we're looking forward to that, too. It's going to be a beautiful night at the ballpark. It's a great facility. We're lucky to have it. In the metro area, Ole Miss and Southern Miss, Bianco versus Scott Berry. We've had a lot of these over the years. And here we go. We welcome in Brad Henderson, Ole Miss baseball insider. And he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Uh, Brad, is Ole Miss that far off? They, they're playing competitive games. They don't want to be 0-6. But to a certain extent, I don't feel like they're that far off. What do you see? Yeah, I don't either. Uh, if you'd have asked me this question last week after the Vanderbilt series, I would have told you we had a long way to go. But, uh, you know, I think we had an opportunity this past weekend to win two games. It didn't happen. You hated to give away game one with a three-run lead going into the eighth, only needing six outs to get. But, you know, it didn't happen. And uh, you credit Florida. They're a heck of a baseball team. Um, and and then Sunday uh, we had a chance. You know, we had, I think, Caglion walked seven or eight batters the first three innings, and we just couldn't get the big hit uh, to kind of jump out and get some momentum. So credit them, uh, but you're right, Bo. You know, we're we're a lot closer uh, than we were, you know, eight days ago. Right. Brad Henderson on the Out of Bounds Show. This team needs a win. Uh, Midweek games are important, but this one kind of feels like it's really important for Bianco and the squad. Is that how you see it tonight, Brad? Well, it, 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 they're all important. And, uh, you know, anytime you play Southern Miss, who, uh, who Scott Berry's always had a really good team, it's always a, a good matchup. It's a fun matchup for the fans, especially in Pearl. Um, but, yes, you, you would love to get some momentum uh, against a really, really good team. 
going into College Station this weekend and, and having to play a Texas A&M team who's kind of in the same boat we are. You know, they're one in five, and, and they're trying to scratch and claw and, and get some momentum headed into the rest of the conference season. So, yeah, it, it's a big game. Um, but, you know, I, like, like we just talked about, I, I think the guys are focused, and, and, uh, and they'll be up for this one. It should be a good crowd, and, and you mentioned how good the weather is going to be. So it should be a lot of fun tonight. Talk to me about Mississippi State and Ole Miss are both tied for last in home runs allowed through six games, Brad. 17 home runs allowed. That is tough to yeah. overcome, you know, when you're – when a lot of these – not for MSU, but for Ole Miss, when a lot of these games come down to a couple of runs as far as deciding factors. Yeah, you know, we just haven't been able to, to make pitches to get off the field um, and I think you've seen Vanderbilt in both the, the Ole Miss and Mississippi State series. They're starting to swing it, right? And, uh, Florida, we knew, could swing it. Um, I, I really think the answer to that question is the flip side to it. You know, Ole Miss just hasn't hit the long ball. And, uh, you know, you, you pop a three-run homer, um, you know, or a two-run homer as well, and, and you, you're talking about a momentum changer and a, and a confidence builder, and Ole Miss, I believe, has hit uh, two, maybe three home runs in, in the first two conference weekends, and and that's uncharacteristic. I think that's the surprising thing to me is not so much that we haven't matched people home run for home run, but we just we haven't we haven't hit hit many uh, to to get that confidence and momentum going like like we saw last year. Brad, I was at the series over the weekend, Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Vanderbilt's really getting revved up, hitting on all cylinders. I mean, you knew their pitching was there, but now their hitting's getting warmed up. You know, to me, I don't know what your thoughts are after seeing them the week before, but this looks like an absolutely loaded Vanderbilt squad. Well, you you would hope so, right, because they swept both in-state teams, and and you would like to think that you played one of the best in the country. And I think Florida's in that same boat. You know, they're both ranked two and th- three, respectively, in some of the polls. But, you know, Bo, it's a long season. And, you know, I heard Chris Lamonis talking yesterday on, on another talk show. Uh, and kind of like Mike Bianco, they're trying to figure out the pitching. Obviously, they both had injuries to weekend guys. You know, you're talking about Cade Smith at Mississippi State and obviously Hunter Elliott uh, for Ole Miss. And so they've had to rearrange, and, and so far it hasn't worked. I know Coach Bianco said yesterday, we're going to change it up. They're going to leave Jack Darty on, on Friday, and they're going to move Xavier Rivas, who I think has been our most consistent guy the last three weeks, to Saturday. And they're going to move JT Quinn, who had early in the season started throwing uh, the midweek games. They're going to move him to Sunday. So obviously uh, when you're 0-6, you've got to go back to the drawing boards and try and figure out something that works. So we'll see how that turns out this weekend for the Rebels. So, yeah, you know, A&M's one in five. We know that Schlossnagel's a heck of a coach. He was amazing at TCU, and, and they were um, in the College World Series with y'all last year. It, but y'all are they're kind of polar opposite squads right now. So th- I think this could be a really, really t- – I know Florida was pretty tight. But I think this could be a really, really tight series where the the one swing game could go either way, Brad. Totally agree. Uh, you know, you just you just hope going on the road, 
you don't put that pressure on yourself. Uh, you know, we, we were one hit away, one play away, one pitch away um, from, from turning this past weekend around. But, you know, I was talking to Peyton Shotney the other day, and, and obviously he's a veteran. This is his fourth year now at Ole Miss. And he said, we just have to play a more complete game. And he's totally right. Uh, you know, when we pitched it well, we, we didn't swing it. I, I thought we pitched it pretty well early Sunday, and we just didn't hit. I thought the first two games we hit, we just didn't pitch it well enough. So, you know, the pieces are there. It's just a matter of them putting it all together. And that's what you got to do in this league. Uh, if, if one facet of your game doesn't show up, you get exposed and, and typically don't win. So, you know, it's an important weekend. You can't, you can't sit back as an Ole Miss fan and say, boy, when we get Hunter back, well, Hunter's not coming back for a while, you know, so you can't get so far behind the eight ball that you can't play catch up. So right. it's it's a it's a vital weekend, and obviously Ole Miss needs to play well and, and just get the bad taste out of their mouth. You know, get a win under your belt, get some confidence, and uh, get the tide turning. That's why tonight is huge. Rebs, Golden Eagles tonight. It's going to be a beautiful night at the ballpark. Mississippi Braves Stadium is a great facility and uh, they're going to get after it. Both teams need a win, and Ole Miss definitely wants to get that W before they head to College Station and a winnable series this weekend. Tell me what – I've only got about a minute, Brad Henderson, but tell me what you like about what Jack Dorter is doing. Well, he's keeping us in games, and, you know, we're up 6-3 to three, uh, going into eighth in that first game, and that's really all you can ask from a starter – and and he really needs to log some innings. You know, it, it doesn't need to be one of those where he only gets you through three and a third or, or four innings because then you got to you got to get in that bullpen pretty quick uh, for for a long weekend. So he he's been able to extend the game, get that pitch count up, and and then turn it over to the bullpen to give ourselves a shot to win. So he's a competitor, you know, and he's been there before. We saw him on the big stage last year when he threw so well in the World Series. So he's got that. You know, he's got that under his belt, and, uh, you know, I just like the fight in him. He, 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 he gets the ball, gets after you, and tries to get off the field and give your offense a chance. Brad Henderson, Ole Miss Baseball on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Brad, thanks for making time for us today. We'll talk soon. Always a pleasure, man. Appreciate it. Hindu joined us on the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, Ole Miss Rebels, Southern Miss Golden Eagles tonight. M Braves, Mississippi Braves ballpark should be a perfect night for some good college baseball. Mike Dettelier at 8.30. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. We're asking for our listeners to weigh in on uh, best food on a stick. 
and where? Service stations, restaurants, dive bars, maybe your grill. Our agup.com text line is 601-885-3776. 885-3776. National something on a stick day, food on a stick. Uh, I know where Ole Miss fans will go. Chevron right off the square in Oxford. His first time I had that was like 90, 91. It's good. It's even better after, you know, five beers. Um, where else? Now, left field lounge Saturday, we had shrimp on skewers and steak. The st- they were both amazing. And, um, this guy, we had street tacos, shrimp on skewers, steak on skewers, just all kinds of yummy stuff. That's smart. Mushrooms on the grill. When you're grilling shrimp, putting them on a skewer is the easy way to go. It makes it easier to grill. Okay. Then you just flip flip them over. You know, you can flip ten at a time. Let me. Can I give you the menu, please? Gourmet street. This is what this is what Jason Paragon and and Kendall Collins did. Gourmet street tacos, steak skewers, shrimp skewers. Grilled ranch pickles, stuffed jalapeno poppers, and stuffed mushrooms. If you were going to name the top four items on a stick, would chicken would obviously be number one, oh, I would think. Wow. Chicken Over on steak. a stick. Well, just like, I'm also thinking too, like, of, like you see chicken on a stick way more often than you see steak on a stick. And if I'm choosing to eat steak, I'd probably prefer it to just be a steak. If all things are even, right? Yeah. Like, I'd rather have a fat ribeye than have steak tips on a skewer, right? But chicken on a stick is, like, just as good as chicken off a stick, right? But I'd go, I'd put steak up there. What else would go on a stick? Shrimp. Shrimp. Sausage. Yeah, but now we're over four, because sausage wouldn't be in my top four on a stick. Uh... I'm going to get a little freaky with it. I may add a little, like, sweetness to it, you know? I love a good fried Twinkie on a stick. Oh, Ooh. good hell. Yeah. That or sounds frozen, awful. You get a little uh, frozen banana dipped in chocolate on a stick. Oh. Uh, I'm oh, not a big yeah. banana fan other than banana, good banana pudding. But, I mean, I'll eat a banana, I guess, every... I don't know when I... I don't know. But uh, did you say a fried banana on a stick? Is well, that you, you could were do saying? that, too. But I've, seen, I've had a frozen banana dipped in chocolate on a stick. I'd rather have something else dipped in chocolate on the stick. I mean, you could do that, too. Yeah, I don't know what. I can't think of what I'm thinking right now. But. Strawberries? I've seen that uh, at the fair. There's somewhere. I don't know if it was the fair or if I was at, like, an amusement I could, park. I could do that. Dipped strawberries on a stick, either dipped in caramel or chocolate. Could be, yeah, that, I mean, you know, that's not something that I like. Somewhere. Would go, wow, I gotta have it, but... There's no doubt I could eat one or two. Yeah, somewhere I was recently, they were selling strawberries on a stick, and it was like six strawberries on a skewer, and they had drizzled white and dark chocolate over them, and that's what they What about lamb? Selling them. Uh, Lamb on a stick. I don't know that I've ever had... That's a great... I guess I have had lamb kebabs from a Mediterranean place, and that would technically be on a stick. Okay. I understand it's called kebabs, Chris. I'm not dumb. It's, it's food on a stick day, so I'm saying it on a stick. Daniel Daniel Whoa. says, does Golden Corral still have the chocolate fountain? Man, you want to talk about a place we smashed in high school? Golden Corral on Lakeland Drive. So there was a Golden Corral in Startville 
I don't remember what years. I, I, I that was back when you could eat a, you know, buffet, and um. It was, I think it was in the, do you remember the Golden Corral? Yeah. It may not have been there when you got Where, there. Where, which location are you talking about? It was over there by uh, Starville High School. Oh, no, 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 not in Starville. Yeah, uh-uh. right, like on the street by the baseball no, field. The one I grew up going to was by Prep on Lakeland Drive. Okay, I've never been to that one. Um, I don't think it's there. And I, I mean, anymore. I haven't been to Golden Corral in 25 no. years, but uh, I do remember the one. And, uh, ooh, Ready Teddy. Yes, a smoked turkey leg. But I've never had it on a, how would you put that on a stick? Oh, you can do all sorts of things yeah. in, in the world of culinary. That yeah. sounds awesome. I mean, smoked Man, turkey legs Man, when you get a great. good, you remember that turkey yeah. leg that you devoured at the NFL draft? I'm, I'm a huge fan of turkey legs. I've just never seen them served you, on you a You should stick. have been arrested for what you did no, to that man. thing. Um, Tore it up, though. Yeah. What Was that a turkey leg? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was a monster turkey leg. I swear that thing was a pound and a half, two pounds. I look over at you, and you are Just having at it. You baby. are competing. You got to go with that turkey leg, and, and and I'm sitting there at the NFL draft, making sure stuff goes well. You're over there sitting down. What do you mean goes well? What did you have to do to make it? go I don't know. Well? I'm hanging out with That's Vikings fans and Jets fans that are all dressed up. You would try to make it like you were doing. You weren't doing nothing. Ready Teddy says the leg bone is the stick. Oh, I like the way this man okay. thinks. All right, so he's being tongue in cheek. That's cute. All right, uh, fair enough. Yeah, I mean I understand that. Yeah, in that case, like ribs, right? That'd be on a stick. That'd be the same thing. It's not really a Rib- stick. But no, but that's a based I on like his, where you're going. Based on his argument, if the yeah. bone is the stick, the rib is a, a Why not? On a stick. Golly, right? I haven't had good ribs in a long time. Um, QB one's mad. We haven't mentioned corn dogs. It is the OG food on a stick, probably. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, that's what people grew up, and then they kind of culinaried up corn dogs, and you get to take shots at LSU fans, which I don't. You know, it's all because of that one weird like thing where that guy said they smell like corn dogs. That poem or whatever. I don't understand uh, exactly why. I've never thought it smelled like it smells like other things down there, but. Not- not corn dogs. Hey, James Fancher says he wants to do an out of bounds food on a stick challenge. I'll do it. Yeah, whoever wants. If to y'all want to, if if we can get three or four people, I'll give two hundred bucks in for the winner. If you want to do a food on the stick challenge, right here in studio. Well, you can cook it outside or cook it at your house and bring it up. You know, whatever, whatever you want to do. Um. Yeah. So the text line is six zero one eight eight five three seven seven six. If you want to be a the the out of bounds champion, hold on. The out of bounds food on a stick champion. Come on, we'll take yeah. we'll take a few contestants. Literally, Let's rock and roll. You remember when we were talking about breakfast food on a stick, and I told you, oh yeah, remember those things my brother ate. Cor- QB one just said that the breakfast corn dogs, the sausage wrapped in a pancake. Oh yeah, that sounds. Yeah, awful. I think it's uh, Jimmy Dean makes them frozen. Oh, God, it couldn't yeah. be couldn't be edible. Yeah, I'm not a fan of them, but I do think the premise is you could do that at home. You could s- cook up a sausage, stick it on a stick, dip it into pancake batter, and deep fry it, and it would be the same thing. Wow, it'd probably be pretty good if you did it with like your own home, like jalapeno sausage and like a homemade p- pancake batter. That'd be pretty good, I bet. The chicken at the gas station in Scuba. Put it on a stick and roll. Okay. <laughs> I drove through Scuba recently. What was I doing? Who knows? I can't remember. Flowtown Ghost is right. Are you a are you a popsicle? You know, like I ice back cream. from the beach. Ice cream goes on a stick. 
Yeah, no doubt. That's where we weren't thinking, you know, popsicles and ice cream, your fudge bars, ice all that cream stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all that. Some of that's good. Oh, yeah. Every now and then you get oh. like a chocolate uh, uh, and vanilla ice cream, whatever yeah, it's called. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm that, with you. I agree on that. Some, some kind of dessert on a stick. Yes. Sounds I need some sweetness. Wonderful. Yeah. That's what I like about the fair is you can get your meat on a stick and then you can get your dessert on a stick. It just all it all goes together. They have these uh, pineapple ice cream bars on a stick. I'm oh, not into pineapple ice cream. So, I can go ahead and tell you that right now. It's so good. That doesn't sound awesome. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I'm going to pass. What is this? Cheesecake on a stick with caramel. Over. Now, and you that fry it. That sounds amazing. You put the cheesecake on the stick and you fry the cheesecake? Oh, oh, yeah. Right after that, you light up a cigar from Havana Smoke Shop <laughs> with some Grand Marnier, like Louis Alexander. Neat. Ah, that sounds fabulous. We're live at the Bank Plus Studio. Rebs, Golden Eagles tonight. Mississippi Braves Ballpark. Mike Detillier coming up next on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Mike D, baby. Lamar Jackson wants out of Baltimore. What's next for the fantastic quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens? And your SEC Insider Hit this morning is brought to you by Sound and Communications. Soundcomab.com. Top quality audio visual for your business, church, or sports facility. Powered by Sound and Communications, our friend Mike Detillier. On the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line, this is the Out of Bounds Show. 105.9 The Zone ESPN. Before we get into Lamar Jackson... And Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I saw this this morning, and I think uh, Mike could get a kick out of it. LSU student arrested for stealing $1,500 a beer from Tiger Stadium. LSU campus police called a group of college-age males carrying cases of beer around 3 a.m. on last Sunday morning out of Tiger Stadium. Mike, does that surprise you at all? Yeah, it does. Uh, I thought it would be more than 1500 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You know, come on. If you're going to do it and get caught, you know, uh, just assume go for the gold with it. No, it really doesn't at all. <laughs> you know, come on. Kids are kids, you know, and you, you do some stupid things sometimes. But, uh, no, that one doesn't surprise me one bit. Oh, man. Uh, all right, real quick. It's, uh, we were talking about food on a stick. Chicken, steak, all all sorts of different things because it's National Something on a Stick Day. Um, and you can go any number of directions with skewers and kebabs. Uh, does Mike D have a favorite food on a stick? Well, I like shrimp on a stick. Me too. And, uh, and yeah, that that's really good. Uh, and chicken also. I'll I'll say that. Uh, and I've. 
Uh, I've eaten it both ways. Uh, the steak part, uh, I've eaten it, but uh, I would rather it differently. But shrimp and chicken, yeah, really good. All in, Mike D. Shrimp and chicken on a stick. Uh, Mike, yeah. let's let's talk Lamar Jackson. So uh, we're now to the point where he wants out, and uh, he's trying to negotiate for himself, and maybe a friend or friends are involved. It's kind of convoluted. Uh, how do you see this playing out in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson? I I would never say never. Okay. Um, Sean Connery made that comment years ago. I'd never play James Bond again, and he came back and did. And so, um, but, man, uh, every day seems to be less and less likely that he could return to Baltimore. Uh, The mistake Lamar made was not going out, understanding the complexities of a deal like this. He didn't gauge the landscape of the football area well. Go out and hire yourself an experienced uh, agent, okay? Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to pay him 25 3% of the deal. But it's worth it to get you through the choppy waters, understanding in this league. There are 31 owners that are real hot with Jimmy Haslam about fully guaranteeing that deal to Deshaun Watson. You had to gauge that. You had to understand that these owners are, are not real happy with what Haslam did. But Jimmy did it because he knew it was his only shot to get Deshaun. He would have not have signed in Cleveland had it not been for that. He'd have signed either with New Orleans or Atlanta. Ah. So, so it was his shot at it, and it worked for him. But the owner, other owners have been hot. Uh, about fully guaranteeing a contract. Now, we see it done in Major League Baseball and the NBA, but in the NFL, parts of it are guaranteed, you know, and you sometimes get a guy that'll get 60 to 70% of his deal fully guaranteed, but not 100%. Lamar had to understand that. But for them to have this little interest in Lamar across the NFL, nah, can't convince me as there's not a connection here with that. And Jimmy Ursay sort of let the cat out of the bag yesterday about it's not about money, it's about the guaranteed contract. And Jimmy's absolutely right. That's one of the few things I can say uh, about Ursay that he's hit, I mean, right on. Uh, you Because know, Jimmy is the type of guy you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. He's got very little filter between his brain and what he says. I mean, that's just the way he is. Uh, and I've had guys from this area that have played for the Colts and have worked with Jimmy, and they tell you they would have told you that years ago. That's just how he is. But I think he hit a uh, nail on the head here with that comment about fully guaranteed contract. He needed someone that could maneuver him out of there. And, man, just to give up two first-round picks, for a guy who has won more games before he's 25 than any other player in the history of the National Football League, he's won 74% of his games as a starting quarterback. It's not a lot of guys that can say that, and he's won an NFL MVP. So he should have a huge market for him, but he needed somebody to kind of 
work out of that deal where the fully guarantee was a, a deal breaker because he's going to get his money. He's going to get it. But the guarantee part, um, you sort of break in the NFL code here uh, because they they're not they don't want to do that. But you and you get a ton of money out of this, and a lot more money than the thirty two and a half million dollars right. uh, that the Ravens are willing to pay you. Uh, so it, it was just the climate of the NFL at that time with Lamar. And had he, I think, went out and got himself an experienced agent who had worked this, hey, uh, I think probably you would have had a deal done by now. Mm. But that didn't happen. And now you having the NFL owner sort of push back at you, saying we're not going to do a Deshaun Watson fully guaranteed contract. All right, Mike Dettelier, WWL Radio TV, New Orleans. He joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Uh, if, you had, if you had to bet a C-note on it, you go Lamar ends up back in Baltimore and they, they, they rekindle the flame and get it done? I think he goes to Indianapolis. This is going to be an owner's call when this is done. It's going to be a decision made by an owner. Uh, it won't be a head coach. It won't be a GM. They don't have that type of power. It'll be done by the owner to say, you know what? Uh, y'all been telling me now for months about Will Levis from Kentucky, Anthony Richardson from Florida, uh, a C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. I think for many owners, they've watched Bryce Young, <laughs> and I think he's sort of the pick for most of them because they've seen him do it at at Alabama. But I think that, you know, there's only going to be one selection for Bryce. I do think some owner will say, I've heard enough. Let's see if we can work out a deal. Let's see if we can work out a deal with Lamar financially. Okay. And I think that that one team, and it may be more than one, but the most likely owner would be Jimmy Ursay. Very impatient. He um, has went through a litany of quarterbacks since Andrew Luck's injury and not being able to play. And if you're in the AFC today and you look just a little bit around you and you see all these star quarterbacks, come on, you, you can't go into the season uh, with with a rookie quarterback and expect to win, and Jimmy's been very impatient, and, and we've seen it. Very impatient. Uh, Rick Venturian, uh, who's a regular on our show and is the color analyst uh, for the Coach Network, you know, uh, he sort of did a, almost begging Philip Rivers to return because Philip did a good job in that one year. Uh, he came in and, and I thought did a pretty good job. And then he decided to retire. You know, and Rick was mad. You know, we, we were all, hey, Philip, play one more year and see if we can figure it out. But he didn't want to and decided to go coach high school football. And then I think there are some indications that he made the overture to San Francisco to come out of retirement. And San Francisco was eyeing up Ben Roethlisberger. 
which really was a surprise to me. Uh, of of the guys they could have went after, that's who they went after. Ben's never been noted for a guy to really keep himself in maybe the best shape <laughs> in the off season. It, it's it's just he's never been that way. He wasn't like that when he was younger. You you don't expect probably he'd have been that way as he got older in life. It just wasn't a priority for him, and he was so physically gifted uh, as a player. But as you get older, you, you have to put more work into it. So I think of all the teams, Indy would certainly, to me, be the bet I would put on today because of the impatient owner who has said publicly, money is not an issue if you can work around that fully not having that fully guaranteed contract. And that Lamar's age, whatever you sign him for, but wouldn't you say that he's going to get his money probably one way or another anyway? Sure. We're not talking about a 34-year-old quarterback here. So uh, it, it is part of it. Uh, and I, I think the Colts will make that deal. Now, here's where it'll be tricky. Could the Colts say, you know what, let's keep our first-round pick this year? And let's try to make a maneuver with Lamar and then have to give up two first-round picks, but they won't be until 24-25 and keep that pick this year. Yeah, but is Baltimore going to go for I mean, But they got no choice. Okay, but, but so if you had to call it, do you think it gets done before or after the draft? See, I, that part I don't know, but, it, man, I, I run it through my head that I, I need people up front that can help me rush the quarterback. And if I can get keep my first-round pick this year and maneuver around that enough to say, you know what, I'll make that deal. Let's do it after the draft. The tip would be, is, do the coach go for a defensive lineman in round one and not a quarterback? Okay. So, but there's no who who has no the leverage break on this. Uh, the the Ravens have no choice in this, so to speak. If the if that's the maneuver a team like Indianapolis wanted to do, they couldn't hold that up. But they could still not do the deal after the draft, right? Who? Well. The Ravens. Who who couldn't do the deal? Explain it, me that. Bro. It's it's because of the non-exclusive franchise tag. If someone offers Lamar a contract, the Ravens can either match it or if they don't, he yeah, automatically gets traded. So they can't block the trade. So <sighs> so either they match the offer or he goes somewhere else. Yeah, I think if they don't but get they the don't picks, get, they match that, the but offer. That time frame, that time yeah. frame is in place. Where I think the big choice will be for the Colts if they want to do this deal, of when they want to do it. Are you willing to give up that first round pick this year and next year, or do you kick it around that hey guys, let's think about doing this. Let's think about maybe getting us a pass rusher this year, and then doing a deal immediately after the draft, and then we give up those picks for twenty four twenty five. And then you put the Ravens on notice. Do you match it? Yeah, I think they match it. 
if that's the case. Because they, they want a QB. Right? If they're giving up Lamar. Well, my thing about that is, have you made a decision internally to say, you know what, maybe it's best we part ways. Okay, and that part, only people with the Ravens could tell you that. Now, John Harbaugh is going to say all the right things, and so will the GM, and so will Bashachi, uh, you know, their, their owner. They're going to say all the right things, but do you want a disgruntled quarterback here? Uh, who, who doesn't want to be there. Again, never say never, because, you know, uh, things do change in life. But a lot of times you made that decision where, you know what, we think we – let's just move on with this. Let's just move on to the next chapter. Um, and, see, that part I don't know, because I'm not there internally. Right. And and what people say publicly and what they do privately are two different things. Absolutely. And so that that part of it is the tricky part. Uh, and they're going to tell reporters whatever they want to tell them privately. You know, oh, yeah, we really want Lamar back. Yeah. Uh, well, if that's the case, then you'd have done a deal by now. If you wanted him that bad, you'd have had a deal. You had a long time to work out a deal with Lamar Jackson, a really long time, and you didn't do it. Has this come to a tipping point with the Ravens? Hmm. I think it's the biggest intrigue. It's more intriguing for me than who go with the top couple picks. Okay. I agree with that. That's just the way I look at it. He's an established top 10 QB. Because Lamar is an instant guy in this league. You know what you're going to get. The guys coming into the league is just an educated guess on what you're going to get. And I'm a drive guy. I'm telling you. Uh, The Lamar Jackson situation is a much more intriguing situation than who'll go with the first couple picks in this draft class. Right. Much more. Because I know what I'm getting with Lamar. I'm not sure about the other guys coming out of college. I did a study over the last 15 years, uh, and basically it, has, it worked out almost to the mark of the starting quarterbacks picked in round one. Only 30% of those picked ended up being full-time starters in the NFL. You're right. In the last 15 years of first-round picks. So your chances of missing are 70%. Yeesh. Okay, looking at it that way. And, you know, unless you – now, I would have no issue with Bryce Young because I think Bryce is ready to play today. But he, he is still a rookie, and he's going to make some rookie mistakes. But are you going to tell me that there are teams out there that saying, you know what? Uh, I think I can win this year with Anthony Richardson or Will Levis. No. And they're going to carry my team. And even C.J. to a certain extent, who I who I like. I think C.J. Stroud's a good prospect. He's the mystery for, guy And I'm me. talking about for 2023. Uh. The, the, the other two guys are going to take a little bit of time. I, I would throw Hendon Hooker in there, but I'm not sure about can he play and, and how quickly he comes back from the knee injury. Man, Lamar's ready to go. 
Right. That, that has, and, and the only thing I would have to do, if you think of it this way, the only thing I'd have to give up is an extra one extra first-round pick because I'm going to use that first-round pick on a quarterback anyway. I'd only have to give up one Good extra point. first. Good point. Um, okay. So they would let now, him the stay only, in the... The good part about it is when you pick a quarterback, you've got him on that rookie deal financially, which, you know, is enticing because of the fact you're really not paying him a lot of money for the first three or four years he's in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Just like Cincinnati's not paying Joe Burrow a ton of money at this point. Now, eventually they don't have to. Yes. Uh, eventually they're going to have to. But that part, you're not going to have that advantage with Lamar. You're paying him a lot of money right off the bat. But, uh, you know, I want to win. Can the, Ravens, show, can the Ravens leverage the Falcons against the Colts? Because initially, I always thought that's where he would end up. Uh, they have the money. They would have draft capital to give up. But, you know, <laughs> they trade for Taylor Heineke. They seem to be in the kind of box to keep Desmond Ritter. My thing about that is Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot are in year three. If you don't win this year, mm. you think Arthur Blank's going to give you another year to rebuild? No. Man, they don't want to hear nothing about rebuilding. Uh, but uh, that was my initial thought, that Atlanta would be the team to make a move at it and try to get Lamar. It would make a lot of sense uh, for them. Uh, but they've shown no indication so far. Now, does that change? Who knows? Because if Lamar comes out and says, listen, the fully guaranteed part, you know, we can negotiate around, then I think you'd have more than one team or two teams that would be interested in Lamar. I think the holdup here is hearing from Lamar on that guaranteed part. Because I do think that there are owners in the NFL that would give him the money. But, you know, they they feel, man, the other owners are going to put pressure on me, if you can call it collusion or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, but but you understand where you're going here, that there was a lot of pushback for what Haslam did. But Ursay is okay, crazy enough to do Jimmy's it, too. Spot. Right? What's that? Ursay doesn't care either, right? I mean, I think he's, at, at this Ursay point in his life. less about any, anybody. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. Uh, now, he's different than his pop. Uh, his pop, man, you know, he was always worried about how much money he could make off the uh, Coca-Cola machines <laughs> or cigarette machines when they had that, you know. Uh, the, his dad was a penny pincher. That, you can't say that about Jimmy. Jimmy has spent money. Now, he might not spend his money wisely, but he has spent it. Uh, and Jimmy's just the sort of personality to say, you know what? Yeah, I, the money-wise, I can match what Deshaun got. I just won't guarantee you it. Fully guarantee you it. Yeah, Jimmy would be one of those guys. Believe me, uh, that really he don't he doesn't really care about what you or I or anybody else thinks or any owner thinks. 
He cares about what's best for his team, and he wants to win. He knows he's not getting any younger. Right. And, and man, Jimmy's sort of has burned the candle on both ends of the uh, wax uh, stick. Uh, you know, he's lived quite a life. But that is, he's the type of owner that would do it. Just to say, okay, I got my guy, and now I can be competitive. Because if I look around the AFC and I see these other teams with all these, you know, kind of stud quarterbacks, how am I going to compete? Now, I've had people tell me, well, Ballard's not like that, the GM. Well, Ballard don't make this decision. Right. This is this is an owner's decision. You know, and you, we got some people in sports talk will call it. Well, I tell my boss what to do all the time. Yeah, and you're unemployed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you might suggest something, but you're not telling him what to do all the time. And especially a guy who's a multi-billionaire like uh, Ursay, I mean, he could care less what anybody else thinks. I think Indy would be the spot for me. It makes sense if Lamar is willing to kind of bend on that deal of a fully guaranteed contract. Thanks, Mike D. Have a good week, buddy. Appreciate it. Mike Dettelier, NFL Insider on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. Powered by Sound and Communications. SoundcomAV.com. If you want to work with the best, sound and communications.